0: Welcome to The Watching World Podcast, a podcast of abundant life whose mission is to see lives changed by Jesus and whose vision is to be living proof of a loving God to a watching world. I'm Les Norman. We're so glad you're with us today. This is part two of our podcast titled, How Do You Study the Bible? Our guest, we brought him back in, executive teaching pastor here at Abundant Life, Mr. Chad Glover, is joining us. And if you didn't listen to part one, I recommend you listen to part one and then come back and hang out with us for part two. But in part one, Chad talked about the why do you study the Bible before you understand how do you study the Bible? And he talked about the four D's of Jeremiah 15, 16, which was discover, digest, delight, and declare. So again, if you haven't caught part one, make sure you hit the pause button, head on back, catch part one, and then come back here for part two. Chad, welcome back, man. Hey,
1: man. So excited to be here talking about this all too important subject matter. Hope somebody that's listening to this Uh, can, you know, I don't know if they can drive and take some notes and, or or if they can, you know, do whatever, chase kids and take some notes, but I hope they can jot down a few things because we're going to get real practical today. And so I'm fired up about that one thing in particular.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm all about practical. My mind doesn't go super deep all the time. So practical is great. And if they can't take notes, go ahead and listen. And then when you get somewhere. You know, then you go ahead and sit down, and put the kids to bed, or for a nap, or something like that, and you get some That's time. That's
1: a good, good disclaimer. Yeah, little, little tag <laughs> not, team. Yeah, not not worth you risking your life uh, or yes. your or the the van full of kids' lives over trying to jot down some notes.
0: <laughs> Anytime I'm doing a podcast or I'm on the radio and we're talking about, hey, visit this website or visit this, there's always a disclaimer. Not while you're driving. So there's your disclaimer. Please just be safe, and you can always go back and check out the podcast. And if not, you know, once you just come to abundant life, we'll talk to you. Yes, sir. How's that? We'd love that. Come find Chad Glover, the the executive teaching pastor. Okay, the question. We hit the why, Chad. Now let's go into the pieces of how do you study the Bible. So, I mean, there's so much out there. Where do we start? How do we do it? More than one way. How do I understand it? It's difficult. What version should I use? There's probably a lot of questions out there because our listeners— are going to be at different stages. There's new believers who are starting for the first time. There's people that have, you know, I've been a believer for 29 years, but haven't really dug into the scripture, except maybe for the last, you know, 20 years yeah. to really try to dig in and learn and and grow that way. So I'm gonna leave it with you and, and we'll bounce some things off each other, but uh, overall, Chad Glover. How do you study the Bible, man? Let's
1: go. All right. So I love that the Bible is relevant to all. You know, you said that somebody may be listening to this and and they may be just examining the claims of Christ. And then others may be have, have faithfully been following Jesus for decades. And there's this quote that says of the Bible that it is a pool of water in which lambs can splash around. I love that. And elephants can swim. Hmm. And and I love that the Bible is it's simple enough where the the newest of us that's the lamb quote unquote the lamb is the you know the child or or the new believer or or the not so smart like me you know that didn't score do, too well on their ACT and you can gather information and you can gather the claims of Christ. Let I me mean, think about Jesus. He he's the author and inventor of quantum mechanics and physics and all the stuff that Einstein and all those guys you know. But when he came, he was easy to follow. He he didn't go there. You know he could have but he just kept it real simple but also when you when you begin to dive deep into the word of god you'll find things cultural things and you'll find different ways that authors wrote things it's incredible. And you'll begin to learn all these incredible things. And so, again, it, it's it's available to all and it's for all.
0: Is it important, like like you said, uh, you know, a, a lot of times I've come across people that have asked questions where there's misinterpretations of different things. Should I or shouldn't I do this? Well, that was Old Testament. And didn't the New Testament come and fulfill the law of the Old Testament? There's all these, these great questions out yes. there. So is it important to kind of study the cultural time at which a book was written, or the context, or the location of the world where they were. I mean, it, it seems like there's a lot, but would that help someone who really wants to dig in?
1: Yes, yeah. You're you're reading where I'm headed, and so okay. You know, I think that when we talk about how to study the Bible, those are very important things. But let me back up a little bit and just kind of get real basic. Sure. You know, I always tell people that for me, it's it's what do you want me to do? How do how do we do this functionally? Let's not talk theory and ideology. Let's how do we do this? So here's a couple of things that you need to figure out. First of all, you you need to have a, a place. Like, where's the place? This isn't the only place you can get into God's Word, but it, but it's your preferred place to get into God's Word. I'm a dad of three, and, and I just for the first time bought a dad chair this last year. Oh, and so I've welcome. got my spot, man. Welcome, my it. brother. Yeah. <laughs> you so, are officially into yeah. the relaxed mode of life. Yes, yes. And so, um, you know, I sit there, and this is the place I prefer to read the Word of God. And uh, then you also got to have a, a time. You know again there's not a there's not a sacred time. I think some people will say if you don't start your day off in the word of God then you're not really a Christian. <laughs> I'll say that kind of jokingly. <laughs> you
0: know, yeah, but I've heard that before. Yes, people yeah, say it, well you're supposed to you're supposed to tithe your first fruit yes. and one of the things that you have isn't just money to tithe but it, it's time. Uh-huh. And so I've heard people say before well you're you're wasting your time if you're not getting up and instantly boom go into your closet Turn on the light. Read the word. Pray. You yes. got to give him the first part of the day. And is there a guilt behind that that can be? Well, thrown what's out?
1: funny to me is when you look at a Jewish calendar, the first part of their day is when the sun goes down. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> so when I started studying the Bible in college, consistently, you know, the the principle is is that you want to give God a, a time of day where you're the best. Yeah. You know, and Most so alert,
0: not tired, correct. not in, hungry. For, not in in college, that
1: was late at night for me. You know, and so that was when. You know, I had the most energy, um, things kind of settled down, and that's when I consistently got into the Word of God. Now, as a dad, you know, in the, the circus that, that I live in with a nine-year-old, a, a, nine a seven-year-old, and a three-year-old. And all girls. All girls, thank you. Um, <laughs> you know, if, if I don't Special get into prayers. the Word of God, thank you. If I don't get into the Word of God early in the morning, then more than likely it's not going to happen uh, just because of the season of life I'm in. And so the principle is this, find a, a time of day, sure, and that's kind of your default time and you're saying, hey, here's my place. Here's my time. And then the third thing, and, and maybe, you know, what we're really talking about here is what's your plan? you got to right. have a plan. I, I was playing college football, and our coach would come in, and we would be early in the morning doing our workout. And, and our coach would come in screaming and yelling, what's your plan? What's your plan? You know, and what he was saying is that you need to come into this space with vision for where you need to go and mm. so that you could maximize this time. That's good. And I think that a lot of times we just kind of, we'll, we'll do what I call Bible roulette. You know, it's where you kind of go, God, give me a, a word and we'll just flip through the pages and we'll just, you know, spin the revolver of the pages and then just put our finger on a verse and, and be like, oh, you know, and <laughs> it'll say something like, and then Judas went and hanged himself. Oh, He's oh like, boy. oh my gosh, what does this mean? And, but we need to have a plan, and and let's talk about that for a minute. Um, the plan that that I would propose for somebody that's listening to this is is the simple word SOAP, S-O-A-P. We're recording this podcast right in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> and so we're here to right. wash your hands, use SOAP all the time, right? That's good. And, good. Uh, and so this is a word, SOAP, S-O-A-P. Um, the S stands for Scripture. I said last podcast that we recorded— then I recommend you start studying the Gospel of John. Uh, the Gospel of John's a really, really great gospel for you to read and ask the question, who is Jesus? What is he doing? And what does that mean to me? And so you, you begin to read the scripture. If you're starting to study the Bible, I would recommend reading a chapter a day, a chapter a day. Or I'm to the place where I just say, God, I want to read your word until you've spoken to me. And that's more of an art than a science. But like, there's some times where God will speak to me in one verse. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be like, man, I need to stop. I need to sit on that and I don't need to move forward. But if you're starting that discipline a chapter a day, that's a great, great standard. And so um, you want to read a scripture, then you want to make some observations about that scripture. This is what you were talking about earlier. You need to start asking questions like, who is the author? What time period did they write this in? Uh, we don't want to just parachute into a time and then start making judgments. It's what C.S. Lewis calls chronological snobbery, mm. where we go back in time and we say, How, how could they have done that? That was so stupid. How did they missed that. You're like, Well, you're reading, you know, the end of the story, you know, you're being right. a snob. Anyway, but you want to ask questions. What was it like to have been in those places, smelt those smells? You know, imagine you're reading the Gospel of John, you, you've never heard of Jesus, and this is you're encountering Jesus for the first time. And you're trying to make those sorts of observations. This is why a study Bible is so helpful for me. Um, if somebody's listening to this kind of sidebar and you're looking for what kind of Bible should I read, I always say the Bible you read is the best Bible for you to read. That's good. You know, yeah. So don't get too tripped up about translations. But at Abundant Life, we, we really advocate for the New King James Version of the Bible. And Pastor Phil, our pastor, he would say that there's uh, the Nelson Study Bible, Great Study Bible, that's going to provide a lot of those things like author, background, culture, and that way you're aware of those things without having to figure out, do I go to a library, do I get online, or whatever. You can get all that one-stop shop.
0: I'm glad you said that, Chad, because there I've actually heard people say, well, if you're not reading the King James Version, you're not reading the real Bible, <laughs> yeah. and people can't see the air quotes that I'm giving with right, my right, fingers right. that annoys everybody, uh-huh. and um, this, that's just not true. I enjoy sometimes reading out of the King James Version, but I also like my NIV version. uh, You know, there's a New Living Translation, and like you said, the Nelson Study Bible. I mean, there's there's all different versions of the Bible that you can use, and there's going to be some that might speak to you more. I mean, there's, like, I'll take my bride, for example. The gift of discernment that woman has, I've noticed that about your bride, too. Correct me if I'm wrong, but she's a discerning. I've listened to her speak and kind of forgot that I was even listening to— Chad's wife, because really you're her husband, not yeah, so yeah, yeah, right. yeah right? Truly gifted yes. speaker, but uh, wow, just amazing and discerning and all that. And so um, there are different versions for different people because they take in information differently. Correct.
1: Yeah. And I would say that, you know, there are reasons why some people may be KJV only camp and and they've got great reasons. You look at the Gregorian and the Antioch and all the backstory there. And, and so there's typically good reasons why they're that way but we should always just celebrate people being in the word of God Absolutely. and then have conversations as to why yeah. you land in whatever camp you land in and then advocate for more reading of the word of God. And so, you know, that, that study Bible going back, the Nelson version of the study Bible, that's going to give you all that stuff so that you can make those observations because what will happen oftentimes is if you just jump into a, a verse then you'll begin to what the big word is exegete the verse and what that means is that you read yourself into the text mm. as opposed to the the proper word is exegete you want to pull the truth from the text and so you want to make those observations so that you can you can be a, a someone who is handling the word of god properly that's what paul tells us to do in 1st timothy to be able to rightly divide the word of god and so we want to make those observations and then once we have made those observations, we want to now move into the A, which stands for application. James 1 verse 19 says, do not merely listen to the word uh, and deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Jesus said in Matthew 7, if you hear my word, and you don't put it into practice. You're like a foolish builder who built his house on the sand. And when the storms came and the winds blew, his house was, was no more. The, that we have to apply the word of God. Again, I think sometimes we just, we think it's going to be like spiritual, vibey, osmosis type thing where, you know, I, I read the word of God and somehow it's changed. That's going to that, happen. It's, it's going like, to happen. Right. That's like saying, man, I'm hungry. I'm going to go stand in a grocery store.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like
1: that, that doesn't work. You know, yeah, you're in the right place. Yeah. You're, you're reading the right things, but you got to buy some stuff, cook some stuff, and then you got to eat it. And, yeah. and then you got to go live it out. And so you want to make some applications. Um, this is difficult the word of God's hard to do you know I'll tell people that that it's impossible to follow Jesus on your own it really is you're going to need his spirit yeah and if you want your life to be explainable apart from the the working of the Holy Spirit then you're not reading biblical Christianity and and you're just getting some kind of moral you know clad on the outside of a of a dilapidated building. And it's just not going to work.
0: Let me ask you a quick question. Where does grace come into this? Because there are people that sometimes associate, well, They start the guilt feelings like I haven't I haven't been in the word. I didn't hit my five out of seven days. And so they start beating themselves up. And, well, I must not be a Christian or I must not be a, quote, unquote, good Christian or I must not be what I thought I was. And it's that self beat down. Now, yeah, it's important because the more you get in God's word, the more you draw near him, you find out about his character, you're lavish with his love more and more. I mean, who doesn't? The the more you get involved in something, the better you're going to be at it. But where does grace come into this? Because I know there are some people out there listening to this that are going to think, "Yeah, I should get in my word more." We all should. Yes, right. But some people take it to the next extent of they say and think negative thoughts about themselves.
1: Yeah, we're grace people. Yeah, I mean, uh, thank God for His grace. Amen. And and so, you know, we're always going to err on the side of grace that there's forgiveness there. I think sometimes we'll, um, you know, we'll we'll think that the measure of our Christianity and the measure of our spirituality is directly correlated to the amount of Bible we take in. I love the quote from Charles Spurgeon. He's the Prince of Preachers lesson. So he's just a guy that, you know, when you look back at church history, this guy made a big impact and he loved God, there's no doubt. And he said this, that I I would rather lay my soul a soak a few verses a day than to bathe myself in tons of scripture. And what he was saying is that that I want to get the word of God, I, and I, you know, it's like when you take chicken and you and you make that marinade, and you got to put the chicken in that marinade and let it sit a little bit. It, you know, I want to marinate in the word of God. And so, for me personally, sometimes you know I'll be stuck on one verse or stuck on a, a concept from a chapter for a week or two. Mm-hmm. When you look at church history, men and women didn't have a copy of God's word for sixteen hundred years, right? And if they thought that they didn't love Jesus because they weren't reading the Bible. They didn't even have access to a Bible. Right. What did they do? You know? We just happen to live in a certain era where we can get into God's Word. And then there are people across the world, we talked about this last podcast, that they don't have access to the Word of God. And that doesn't mean that they don't love God any less. They just don't have the same access. So if somebody's thinking that I am a Christian because I read the Bible, that's just not true. You're making reading the Bible a religious thing and right. you're tying your acceptance before God based upon how much Bible you take in. And that's just not the gospel. Religion says you got to do in order to be accepted. Jesus says you're accepted. Now go do. Mm, I love that. When we don't get into the word, I think that we just have to kind of ask ourselves why. We have to reprioritize. We have to receive the the grace of God, but then we have to say, hey, you know, let's get back after it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I heard it once said, I can't remember where, wish I did, but uh, I heard it once said that um, when God sent his son to die for us, we were not part of the equation as far as getting his approval on whether he should do it or not. He did it as an act of love to show his mercy and lavish his grace all over us to save us. And so it's that saving faith in Jesus, not in writing down. I spent seven hours Correct. this week out of seven yes. days.
1: Yes. And C.S. Lewis says that, that God loved us, not because we were lovable. Amen to that. But because he's love. Praise God for that too. Yeah. And so in this context, Yes, we need to get into the Word of God. But when we fail to do so, just reset, repent, receive the grace of God, and say, God, help help me to get into the Word right now. Mm-hmm. I was talking with a guy the other day, and and uh, I was like, hey, man, have you been in the Word? He's like, man, he's, he's I've been struggling to get in the Word. And, and he's just kind of this deal, and he kind of felt bad on whatever. I was like, hey, let's just stop right now. Let's stop our conversation. Why don't you go take 10? Let's go get in the Word. Mm. That's good. Okay. Right now? Yeah. Why, do, why would you want to talk to me when you go talk to God? Just go Just go do it right now and then come back. And we'll talk about it. I like that. <laughs> you, you know, and so, let. I mean, this resets. Okay, now let's get back after it. And so, um, you know, we're talking about the plan here. Mm-hmm. So SOAP is the word, scripture, observation, application. We want to do the word of God. We want to do what it says. And then the P stands for prayer. And the prayer aspect is there could be a whole nother breakdown for a whole nother podcast about how do we pray, that sort of thing. But if all you did was pray this, God, help me to do what you showed me I need to do. Right. (laughs) That's a great prayer. That is a great prayer. It's not, I beseech thee, O Father, who are, I mean, you can go that way. The KJV prayers? Yeah, you can. Yeah, go. I mean, if you want to talk in the King's English, you know, God understands that. It's right. good for you, but that's not my cup of tea. And so, you know, one of the things I would say is the priority of this, Pastor Phil, my pastor, he says this, you cannot grow spiritually if you're not growing scripturally. Yeah. And let me just share real quick what this looks like for me, how I lay this this model out. Um, I, have a, I have a study Bible and I have a journal. These are kind of my bread and butter. These are, these are the tools that I use consistently. And I'm reading through the book of Psalms right now. I'm in like Psalm 135 and... And what I'll do is that I'll, um, you know, it's it's preferable if I have a cup of coffee, too. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but not necessary, but preferable. So, you know, I'll sit in my dad chair um, and I'll read out of the book of Psalms until I feel like God has spoken to me. Sometimes that's the whole chapter. Sometimes that's just a couple of verses. And I write in my Bible. It's been proven, clinically proven, if you write in your Bible, you're more likely to go to heaven. i just, just kidding. But <laughs> all right, wait a minute. Now we gotta have another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I say that tongue in cheek. But you know, I engage because because I want to underline things and I'll even draw things and ask questions. But I'm wanting to engage the text. Then I move over to my journal and I'll write the date. I'll write uh, observation from a scripture. So I'll actually write the address, Psalm 135, verse 4. And then I'll write an, a thought from that. I usually put an asterisk, and I'll book in that thought with an asterisk. And then I drop down into observation and application and really prayer. And I'm, I'm talking to God in first person. Thank Most of the time it starts off with this, thank you, Jesus, for dot, 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 whatever I just was able to experience the day or the, or the few days before. And then I'll, God help me to do this. I got in a fight with my wife. And your word says I need to do this. God, help me to Holy Spirit fill me with your your peace to go reconcile that. Mm. Or I'm really struggling with this. Or man, I'm in a sweet season, you know. And I'm just I'm just processing my life. It helps me because um, I found that when I process on paper, I, I just. I get more out of that rather than just. It seems like sometimes my mind's like a one-way street into a cul-de-sac with a lot of squirrels, yeah. you know. And it's just like all these distractions. But when I focus on paper, it helps me to process. Mm, that's good. So and you got the, the scripture, mm-hmm. observation. I write in that, yeah, observation and application, and all that's kind of in tying the bow of just a prayer, like I'm speaking to God on paper. And then I'll write, I'll actually write "app," you know, colon, and that's this is the application. Mm-hmm. This is tied directly to the verse I just read. And I want to apply what I read. And then I have a memory verse. I'm memorizing currently Psalm 119, 131. And I'll write it out until I've got it down. And John Piper, a guy I followed uh, in the past, he said this, let us labor to memorize scripture. Let us labor to memorize scripture for worship and for warfare. And when you start allowing the word of God to soak in your heart, your worship will be ignited into white hot worship for Jesus. Mm. And then when you get into the midst of temptation, you have sown the word of God into your heart. So you are ready to use the sword of the spirit against the enemy. All right. I'm going to go get Sean Struckmeyer in here. You, you can leave. I was going to get him in here start playing his guitar and worship. <laughs> Ooh, that
0: brought me into a good spot. So it's the scripture observation application in prayer is a great way to study the Bible. I've been studying it for years, but a couple of years ago, I developed that method as well. And I absolutely love it. It just, it for me personally, it connects me more to God and helps me to apply it. You know, I, I, I watch those videos. Sometimes you see some of these sports videos of a coach getting mad and taking a ball and throwing it down and then whiffs and it comes back, bounces him back in the face. You know, um, I, I, I don't want that to happen, of right, course. But, right. you know, we talk about if you just just read the scripture and then just spit it right back out you're really not letting it sink in and and letting it really just nourish your soul it's like bouncing right back and hitting you in the face busting your nose up a little bit so uh, yeah I love that thanks for that yes sir yeah well, Chad, uh, thank you so much for both parts, man. You you took a, a big part of your time. I so appreciate uh, what you bring to our Sunday sermons. I appreciate what you bring to Paradigm, uh, your friendship, which we're continuing to develop. Uh, but more importantly, I think the best thing I love about you, there's a sense of humor. There's obviously the gift of of preaching and speaking and and all the different things you bring to the table. But I think the biggest thing, uh, the biggest quality I love is that you are a humble dude because you know, you are nothing without Christ. And That's those right. are the leaders that I want to follow. I want my kids to follow and uh, that I'm, I'm proud that they're one of the leaders in our church. So thank you for that humility. Cause if you didn't have it,
1: we would all be in trouble. That's right. And, and the, uh, the sentiment is mutual for sure. Well, I think so. so It's awesome just to learn from you how to be a father. And so you're uh, just a few steps ahead of me in, in the game of life. And, And I'm watching closely. Well, one day my sons are going to be
0: uh, trying to find that bride that God has for them. So there will be future conversations, uh, I'm sure, on both sides. Well, that is uh, Chad Glover. He's our executive teaching pastor here at Abundant Life. And if you want to find out more information about Abundant Life, maybe it's your next steps, different ministries, how you can serve, uh, listening to our podcast or finding sermons or anything Uh, Abundant Life, just go to livingproof.co. For my guest, Chad Glover, I'm Les Norman. Thanks for joining us on the Watching World podcast.